Welcome to the Parental Development Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Becca. And we're two sisters, one with kids. And one without. One with questions. And one with answers. One who's a licensed psychologist. And one who just wants everyone to hear what she has to say. We both have a heart to see parents succeed and kids thrive. In this podcast, we'll be discussing a variety of topics, all with the goal of promoting conversation and learning. Thanks for joining us. Let's chat. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Parental Development. Thank you for being here. Today, we're going to talk about a process in the kind of attunement slash attachment area. And it's a process of rupture and repair. So Becca and I both had an interesting weekend <laughs> and or week weekend. Yeah. I don't know. Week. It's been a rough few days for both of us. <laughs> we may or may not have both cried before we hit record already today. <laughs> and we may or may not cry by the time this is over. <laughs> so we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> Hang on to your hats. But do the best we can. So bear with us. All right. Rupture and repair, as I said, is is kind of wrapped up in this whole like attunement attachment thing. So I've talked about attunement many, many times over the course of many episodes. I prefer the word attunement instead of attachment because I think it more specifically defines what we're talking about when we talk about like a healthy attachment and just gives a little more of the nuance of all of that. So when I look up attunement and I see my friend Dan Siegel talk about it <laughs> and his quote about attunement. So it's a lot of how we form relationships, but Dan Siegel says, quote, when we attune with others, we allow our own internal state to shift to come to resonate with the inner world of another. And so that is, that is what attunement is. It is my ability to recognize an internal state of you and shift my own internal state to match that basically or to resonate with that or to pick up on that. And so it is that syncing up of internal states that is kind of the essence of attunement. Sounds a lot like empathy. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways I differentiate kind of empathy and attunement, empathy is more to me is more like head knowledge, you know, like a logical thought process of I can know you feel a certain way and I can kind of imagine putting myself in your shoes Mm -hmm. or think about what that would be like or that kind of thing. Attunement is really shifting my own internal state to match yours. It's much more relational and emotional than empathy is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So... For this kind of parenting, I think many of us would say attunement is the goal. Attunement is everything. And attunement to me, when I think about it, it really, like as we communicate that to our kids, it is that I see you, I hear you, and I am with you. It's this whole just like, I don't know, just wrapped up in like this bubble of I got you I've got you I see you I know exactly what you're thinking and feeling at any given time and I'm not going anywhere Mm -hmm. 
And we talk about all those things a lot of those are the messages we want our kids to have always of doesn't matter what you do, what you say, who you are, I'm here. I gotcha. So part of what we see a lot, and Becca, we talked about this in some of those, you know, we're in some Facebook groups and that kind of thing, is the negative uh, reactions or feelings parents have when something goes wrong Mm -hmm. with their kids and our tendency to really beat ourselves up about a negative interaction or I yelled or I hit him or whatever. And then they just come and are distraught about their response to that and what that means and Mm -hmm. what that looks like. And so when we talk about this idea of rupture and repair, it's just, it is everything. It's everything to me in my mind. I mean, the words are fairly self-explanatory, I think. (laughs) But let's just talk about what that means. Okay. A rupture is a break, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. a break in attunement. It is any kind of experience, situation, interaction that takes you out of attunement with your kid at all. Now, that could be anything from I'm distracted Lincoln sometimes will now say, did you even hear me, mom? You didn't even hear me. You're on your phone. That is a rupture. To me, it's a baby rupture, but it's a rupture. Mm -hmm. He was trying to talk to me and I was not attuning to him because I was doing something else or I was distracted or whatever. And he felt that. He Mm -hmm. felt that rupture. And he so lovingly calls me on it (laughs) these days. It's great. Super. And it can go all the way to when he does something that triggers me and I yell at him. Also a rupture. Mm -hmm. That's a much bigger rupture. You know, if you're hitting or it's like a knockdown drag out, much like everything else. Everything's on a continuum. It's like a spectrum. Mm -hmm. So you can have baby ruptures, but you can have like super uh, significant ruptures too that our attunement, it's non-existent. And so the rupture, I think this cannot be overstated. Like rupturing is not only, what do I, how do I want to say this? Not having any ruptures is not only not possible, but it's actually not terribly healthy mm. to not have any ruptures. And so as parents, sometimes we get so distraught about the rupture and There has to be ruptures. That is part of a relationship. It has to rupture. And there is nothing wrong with rupturing necessarily. And so part of it is as parents realizing we cannot hold ourselves to this weird, unattainable standard of I should never rupture with my child and understanding that the magic happens in the repair. Mm hmm. And you can't repair if you don't rupture. And so I want to give everybody permission of like the ruptures are supposed to happen and they actually can be very healthy Mm -hmm. for us and our kids in our relationship with them. And there is no need to beat yourself up for the rupture. That can be a very good thing. Mm -hmm. And so in some ways, we just welcome the ruptures and we know they're going to happen. We certainly don't want them to happen like, all the time, the majority of the time with my kids, I want to be attuned. But 
when the rupture happens, it's okay. And I think that's really hard for parents to understand, especially, I think, especially if you're trying to do this new style of parenting, then you think the rupture means you're like doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. That means I'm not doing it right, or that means it's not working, or that means whatever else we tell ourselves. And that is a thousand percent not true for any kind of parenting. Well, I think to me, I think that, I mean, and I guess it's easy for me to say because I don't have kids of my own, but I would think that the rupture, and again, not all of the time, but the occasional rupture is indicative of growth, right? Because I guess the recognition of the rupture, maybe not the rupture itself, but the recognition of the rupture is this is not how I wanted this to go, or this is not what I wanted to do. Like I had this response and that opens itself up to then, like you said, the magic happens in the repair where if I snap at my child and I'm triggered by their behavior and I, I yell or I hit or whatever, then that process then allows me then to go back and say, buddy, you know what? I am so sorry. I should not have talked to you that way. I, or however that conversation goes, but the recognition of the rupture is indicative of growth in this type of parenting in the same way that it's indicative of growth in any kind of relationship. Yeah. I think we've heard all of heard of these examples of people that are, have been married forever. We never fight. We never fight. And I'm like, well, one of y'all is not talking or having an opinion then because you're two right. separate people who have different backgrounds and family of origins and all of these things. And you are inevitably going to have ruptures in that relationship. But like you said, yeah. the magic happens in the repair where we sit down and we talk about, talk through and figure out how to move forward out of that rupture. Yeah. And I think it's growth on both sides. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think it's, I think there is growth for Lincoln as much as I do not <laughs> prefer him to call me on my stuff yeah. all the time. But if I step back and think about it, I think like how cool that he recognizes we are out of sync, mom. Yep. You are you are not here with mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And I need you to be here with me because I want you attuned to me and you're not doing it. And so there's growth for him too mm -hmm. to say, This doesn't feel this doesn't feel normal. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. And I'm safe enough to say, Hey, knucklehead, get it together. Mm-hmm. Cause you're distracted. Yep. And again, I don't love that. <laughs> some days I don't respond super well. To be honest, some days I don't respond as well when he does that to me. But to me, that is a sign of his growth mm -hmm. as well. And my growth as a parent to be able to, yes, recognize when it happens, recognize why and how and all those things, and then move on to the repair part. Yeah. yeah. Which, like I said, is both of us. That has to happen. Yeah. Okay. So repairing... <laughs> is also fairly self-explanatory, <laughs> I believe. I think what I want to like differentiate about repair is that it does not mean that we just go back to like business as usual. It mm -hmm. does not mean we just pretend it didn't happen. Right. It does not mean everything's just okay. It means we have repaired the specific rupture that happened. Not just we're fine, everything's fine, we're going to be fine. That's not what we're talking about. Repair is not avoidance mm -hmm. and it's not just pretending it never happened. That is not repair. That is something different, less healthy mm -hmm. than repairing. Yes. Repairing is, shoot, this rupture happened. I'm going to 
go to this specific rupture and I'm going to fix it. And so again, as simple as Lincoln saying, mom, you weren't listening, you were on your phone. The repair can be as simple as putting my phone down and saying, you're right, buddy. I'm so sorry. I was not listening. Please tell me again because I really want to hear what you Mm -hmm. have to say. Repaired. Mm -hmm. Repaired. All the way to, like you said, I get triggered and I scream and yell at him. That repair probably is much more in depth, requires a little more time, requires a little more calm and connectedness than the baby one. Mm -hmm. But it is, let's talk about how that rupture happened. I'm so sorry, buddy. I got angry and I responded in a way that I shouldn't have. And I said things to you that were wrong and hurtful. And I am so sorry. And I'm going to do my best to not let that happen again. And I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Mm Mm-hmm. Depending on the age of your kid, that repair is different because then you have to give them, right? There has to be a, there's a reciprocity in that, Mm -hmm. a back and forth of now he gets to tell me probably about myself Mm -hmm. and all those things. And we get to the point where it is repaired and we are back in attunement. If you get to the end of a repair and you are not back attuned, You ain't repaired. (laughs) (laughs) You did it wrong. Like, that's not, that ain't it. Mm -hmm. If you think you repaired it and you're just avoiding each other, that's not a repair. Mm -hmm. That's not a repair. And so I think sometimes when these ruptures happen, there is no repair at all. Mm -hmm. And I think there are families and homes where that is the norm, that there are just ruptures Everybody goes to their respective corners and we just, quote unquote, get over it and come back and act like nothing happened. There is absolutely zero repair, Mm -hmm. which is really problematic. Well, I want you to I want you to dig into that, because as much as we would like to think sometimes that by pretending and avoiding and if I'm angry one minute and I say a bunch of hurtful things and then the next minute. I love you and you're my favorite and da 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 da. And we want to pretend that all those hurtful things were not said. That is not how this thing works. No. And so I want you to dig into that of like, what messages does that send? What damage does that do? What are the repercussions of that long term? So some of this is going to, it'll change based as your kids age. Yeah, for yeah, sure. of course. Yeah. You know, we know younger kids are better at believing everything is their fault. Mm -hmm. And so young kids, if there is no accountability on our part for what we did wrong as parents, a lot of that will stay with your kids and they will tell themselves a story about what happened and what was said and how how it went And they will tell a story about that, and most likely it will all be their fault. That should be fairly clear about how (laughs) problematic that could be long term. Yeah. Right? Like, we don't want our kids, I don't want my kids sitting with that. Mm -hmm. And I also want to make it clear please don't hear me say that, like, there is no, there can be joint accountability. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am not saying that as parents we come in and we take everything 
and kids just get to kind of sail through and not recognize their part. Right. That can be in there somewhere. But we have a full brain and we are adults and they got nothing Mm -hmm. or little to nothing. And so there is a time and place for accountability on their part. But you have to do that with them because I I certainly don't want them to take it all. And so if I can have a conversation with them to say, this is my part, buddy. I am so sorry I responded that way. And then if organically or through a conversation or whatever, we talk about they're able to recognize what they did, then we talk about that. Mm -hmm. You then you have to be careful then too about them not being responsible for your feelings and well-being and all that stuff. But you can do that in a way that is, again, I can only control myself. And here's what I'm sorry for and what I did wrong. And I apologize and please forgive me. Mm -hmm. So no repair at all, not only like piles on like just a lot of emotional baggage to kids, you also lose out on any skill building of conflict resolution, problem solving, communication. There's probably many, many more that I'm not even thinking about. And we probably all know adults I'm probably raising my hand right now, (laughs) that are very, very conflict avoidant. I think there's a generation of people who are conflict (laughs) avoidant and not able to to voice emotions. And work through disagreements and ruptures. We're not able to work through ruptures. That as adults, it looks very different for us based on our family of origin, I would argue. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I am one that like it is very, very hard for me and I am very good at acting like nothing happened same yep very good yep and i can snap right back in until we get in a fight the next time then it all comes spewing out again Mm -hmm. so that is not a coincidence these are skills that you have to teach kids how to do and model for them Mm -hmm. how to do this well and as someone who is very conflict avoidant i'm also conflict avoidant with my children Mm -hmm. i would also rather not have that it's easier to talk to them because they're little and cute and <laughs> love me no matter what. <laughs> but it's still not super comfortable. Again, yeah, it's not a coincidence that all of us are conflict avoidant. And many of us did not have super healthy repair in our household growing up. Mm-hmm. And again, that can run the gamut of what that looks like. But anything other than a healthy repair is going to create challenges in these areas. And so to just act like nothing happened, you will raise kids who don't know what to do when they get into any kind of rupture with anybody, whether that's a spouse, a friend, a boss, a coworker, does not matter who it is. Mm -hmm. They will lack the skills to effectively communicate and repair those ruptures, which... I don't want that for my kids either. Right. I mean, not being able to repair well has been really hard as an adult mm-hmm. throughout my adult life. Like that has been super challenging and yeah. remains challenging for me, BT dubs. Yep. And so we're just going to try to do it differently for our kids. Some of the other repairs, quote unquote repairs that are not terribly healthy is, you know, if it's just kind of you give people the silent treatment until they 
come back and they do some or they do some kind of forced apology or they have to go to their room and be by themselves for 20 minutes and only when they're calm then we act like we have this relationship again and all of these things so spoiler alert this is the same thing we say every <laughs> single week it is my stuff mm -hmm. as a parent how those repairs go in my house are a direct reflection of my stuff, mm -hmm. my childhood stuff, mm -hmm. my relational stuff, my trauma stuff, my attachment stuff. It is all mine. That is not the responsibility of my child. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't know how to repair. I mean, they don't know how to repair anything. Mm -hmm. So that is mine. And then that is also then my job to do it better mm -hmm. or healthier or differently. That has to be mine. Yeah, because there is no world, I don't think, in which someone would think a child would know how to repair that well. Yeah, as with multiple other topics we've talked about, it's extremely unfair and you're setting an expectation for a child that they cannot meet. They do not have the, the capability, the know-how, the freaking biology to be able to do that. And so you as an adult, it's on you. It's on you. I don't think, I don't know if I sent it to you or we had talked about it, but there's a podcast on every platform called, I think it's called The Place We Find Ourselves. Yeah. And I have no idea the guy's name that does it, but all of his stuff is good. So if you're not listening to that podcast, listen to it. But specifically, there were a couple episodes about parenting and how our own or how we were raised, our own upbringing affects, directly affects how we parent our ch our children. And Lee and I both listened to those two episodes. I think it's 84 and 86 maybe episodes, but talk about that. And it basically just lays that out. Like if you are triggered by your child, it is a direct reflection of your stuff. And how are we holding them responsible for that? They weren't even here. Right. It's our stuff that our parents did to us in our in our family of origin. That whole thing, that is what is affecting that. And so it is on us to do that work to then be able to better parent our children. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I that could not be more true. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the, I think the longer we do this, our filter is just like mm -hmm. more and more broken. Yeah. We should be a little <laughs> nicer about that. Yeah. <laughs> A little softer in our like Whatever. could be you could be <laughs> your stuff. No, it's you. Now we're like, no, it's you, it's girlfriend. You. <laughs> it's you, and boyfriend. Get it together. It's you, and it is so damn hard. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. It's real hard, and it's real hard to know like what is your work to do. How do you do that? And parent at the same time. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? when the triggers keep coming, mm -hmm. you know, in the trauma world, we talk a lot about, I just said it last week at work, this client cannot do trauma work because they're still in an unsafe situation. And so no level of healing can happen because they're still unsafe and their system is still on high alert. And I think of that similarly in this parenting thing of how hard it is to start to do this work when you are still in the chaos of being triggered for things mm -hmm. that you don't yet understand mm -hmm. and don't yet have language for and aren't yet ready to acknowledge, like just all of it. And they it just keeps coming. Mm -hmm. And we're telling you, but it's you and you need to do something <laughs> about it. It is... To me, it's the same of like, you're just, your system is, is unsafe mm -hmm. in a way. 
And yet we're still telling you to do this like high level, super insightful and like Mm self-aware stuff. And I just can't. (laughs) It's just so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, it's hard. It is. I mean, we both have, I think, <laughs> I think this week we were both ready to be like, we're done with this. Like, yes, <laughs> I don't want to do this. We're, I, we're, we're done with this podcast. But honestly, like, and I told Leah, just us having these conversations and the many or few of you that listen, that choose to listen, like, you know, great and well, but just us having these conversations is dragging up all of these things that, I mean, I don't have children, but Leah does have children. And so... It's dragging up all of these things that I don't know that we would be dragging out in any other way. Like maybe we would. I don't know. But I don't think we're alone in the things that we're dragging out, whether that's being conflict avoidant, whether that's not knowing how to verbalize emotion, whether that's being triggered by our behavior of a toddler that actually has nothing to do with the toddler, but everything to do with how I was raised, like dragging all of those things. I think we're not alone in that, but I think we're all better off for doing it. Obviously, like dragging that into the light. Like you talked about, like normalize, 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 like our generation, it is normal. It is normal for us to not freaking know what to do with all these things that we feel. And so by talking about it, by dragging it out, by doing the hard work, our kids benefit, yes, 100%. But we are also, we are also still little kids. We are also, mm-hmm. also just still little kids dealing with the stuff that, that we experienced as children. Obviously, the whole point of this podcast was to like help kids and parents in those relationships. But the longer we do this and the more we have conversations and like we deal with our own stuff, I think an even bigger goal that I have is for like us as, as the grownups to recognize what our stuff, what our trauma, what our family of origin, what all of our stuff is doing in direct effect with our relationship with our kids, if that makes sense. I feel like that Mm -hmm. just went on a diatribe, but like it is hard work, is hard work, but it's worth the work because our kids are better for it and we heal because of it. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, that mean to go down that road. That's all right. So here's moral of the story for today. (laughs) (laughs) Find a sibling and do a podcast with them and you will, (laughs) you'll just drag up all your old shit. It'll be great. It'll be great. You'll be in tears multiple times each week. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be wonderful. (laughs) Question all the things and yeah. But okay. So ruptures have to happen. They actually are healthy Mm -hmm. and give us opportunities for attunement. Repair is the magic Mm. repair and man when you can repair with your kid and like get a good repair oh it is so good and even when your kid can repair with you that is where it also starts to feel like oh okay this is this is working in some ways this past weekend no week 
What's, what day is it? No, I don't know. <laughs> this week. Lincoln, man, he was on a tear for about two days. I don't know. He had been sick, but he came home one day and Ben was like, what, what's happening? Like, who is this child and what, where is Lincoln? He was awful. I mean, like yelling at us. I don't know for what. Wouldn't do anything. Like just a disaster. <laughs> and it was time for him to go to bed. And he was watching a movie. He wanted to watch three more minutes. I said, fine. Then he said, I said, okay, three minutes is up, buddy. He didn't want to turn it off. And I said, no, right? Like we're holding the boundary. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. And then he lost his damn mind <laughs> and threatened, threatened to jump out the window. <laughs> didn't take into account there was a screen on it. <laughs> and then went and like did a thing with a water bottle. Then he came, I just went downstairs to his room. He came in, finished drinking his water bottle. Then he threw it at me. Oh. Then I picked his wa- empty water bottle up and I put it on his table. He came over and grabbed it and hit me in the head with it. <laughs> and I said, um, I'm going to need you to stop doing that. And then he like went like just like flailing his body about his room. And I was like, I what like <laughs> this is what's happening. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he goes, he just like completely stopped and said, I am really sorry, mom. Oh. And I was like, uh, okay, uh, okay, that's okay, buddy. It's all right. And then he climbed up. He goes, no, it's not. I'm so sorry. I said, buddy, it's okay. It's all right. We're good. He goes, but do you forgive me? Oh, buddy. Said, yes, buddy. I, oh, yes. I always forgive you. It's okay. I know you got mad. Please don't hit me with a water bottle Because <laughs> I did not, did not care for that. Mm. That was one that I had to like really do the things to mm-hmm. not be like, what the world do you think you're doing, <laughs> mister? And then he was snuggled right up to me and apologized a few more times and just said, I don't know what I don't know what happened. I don't know why I did that. I don't know what happened. Mm. And so we talked through it and I said, buddy, it's okay. We're good. I forgive you. We're okay. That is his repair. Mm. He repaired with me. And I did my best to stay relatively attuned to him in that, like validated, knew he was upset, had no idea why. I did leave him once and I just went downstairs by myself because that was my way of like taking a minute. Otherwise, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna lose it on this kid. But that is repair. And what he was saying to me in Do You Forgive Me is, will you reattune to me? Like, can we get back? Mm-hmm. And the answer is always Yes always Mm -hmm. we can get back to that Mm -hmm. always and then we open the door and we go on and again it's not that I said like that was great behavior but he knows that Mm -hmm. he is nine he knows that he shouldn't hit me in the head with a water (laughs) bottle oh boy and so I didn't need to like teach him all of that I said a mental picture It was, it was, it's whacking you with a Dasani bottle. It's a little jarring of like just an empty water bottle coming right over to me, picking it up and just bopping me on the head with it. I'm sorry. What just happened? I know. I know. I know. You know, part of what makes that easy is I'm so tired by the time I'm putting him to bed. I barely have like the energy to yell at him if I wanted to. Right. I'm so tired. That triggered me for a hot minute. I had to do a I thing. I can imagine. But yes, it also was like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't 
hit me on the head with a water bottle. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and again, I could have chased that behavior, but honestly, I knew something, something was going on with him. I knew it all day. But that repair and reattunement is always what we want. And the more we can teach our kids that it can be repaired, mm-hmm. you can survive the ruptures. The ruptures are okay. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. My relationship with you does not change. Mm-hmm. I can admit when I'm wrong. I can say I'm sorry. I can acknowledge my shortcomings. And we can get back to a place of being okay. If my kid grows up to be able to do all of that as an adult, I will consider myself very successful as a parent. Mm-hmm. I can do it most days with them. I struggle a lot in my other relationships Mm -hmm. to do all of those things the same way. And so you're right. The more I do it as a parent, the more easily I could generalize some of that and have that, you know, permeate some of my other relationships. But I just wanted people to understand that process and not beat themselves up at Mm -hmm. all to know like, yep, you screwed it up. You screwed it up and you did something you wish you had never done. Mm-hmm. And that is okay as long as we repair it. Repair it. it. Mm-hmm. As long as you repair it, it is okay. No matter what you have done, it's okay as long as you repair it. If you don't repair it, then you might have some different issues. But our task, I think, as parents is to learn how to do that and do it well mm-hmm. and do it relatively quickly. Mm-hmm and model that for our kids and give them those skills. I think it's just so, so important and really leads to a really rewarding relationship with our kids. And that will continue as they get older. For sure. And I think as with most things that we talk about modeling, whether it's saying I'm sorry, whether it's being honest, whether it's repairing relationships, whether that's me modeling it to them, whether that's me modeling it to my partner I mean, that's why Lincoln did that the other night. I'm I'm convinced of it. He came to you and said, man, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. It's because he's seen you do that to him. Like, buddy, I'm, I wasn't paying attention to you. I'm so sorry. I do want to hear about it. Yada, yada, yada. And so the power again in that is us doing that work ourselves and modeling that to our kids, which is the ultimate goal then to just maintain relationships, which is what we all want. Yep. Whether it's our parent-child relationships, whether it's our spouse, whether it's our parents, whether it's our co we all just want to be in relationship. We want that to yep. be stat- static. Is that the word? We want that to be the same. We don't want that to change regardless of behavior. Yeah. So I think this is an important message that we all should learn, that the ruptures, they will happen. It's inevitable that they happen. We're all human We all make mistakes. We all have our own shit that we're working through. But again, the magic is in the repair. And I feel like if we can just choose to focus on the repair instead of beating ourselves up over the rupture and give ourselves some grace and just focus on that, the repair part, I think everyone will be better off. You will not give yourself this guilt trip. And again, all of our relationships will benefit. Agreed. Thank you guys for listening. We didn't cry, so that's a win in my book. Because <laughs> we both cried before we got on here. But we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Parental Development. If you found this helpful at all, 
please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you choose to stream. And if you have questions that you'd like answered on the show, email info at parentaldevelopment.com. We'd love to hear from you to know that someone else is actually listening. And remember, we're all doing the best we can in this parenting thing. So survive the day and keep the kids alive. See you next time.